Now, more of Afternoon Drive, presented by Superbook Sports on Mile High Sports. He requested this, didn't he? I just played it because oh, okay. I think of him like this. Yeah, that, honestly, I do too a little bit. We used to play this one a bunch. Welcome on back to Afternoon Drive. Hope everyone's uh, hanging loose out there. Tuesday, August the 30th, getting ready for the start of football season. College football season, of course, on the horizon, as is the NFL. Uh, college football a little closer, though, than the start of the NFL season. And to help us break it down, my guy making his Afternoon Drive debut. You can check out his words over at the Action Network. Uh, used to do the show with me here from 3 to 4. Consistent guest on the previous show, Middays at Mile High, and he will, of course, be a consistent figure here on the Afternoon Drive program. He is Chase Howell of the Action Network. Follow him on Twitter at Chase Howell double underscore. What's up, brother? Long time no talk. What's up, AP and Cody? It's an absolute play- privilege to be on. I've been waiting for my call here over the last <laughs> few weeks, and I, I'm happy to finally get it. I'm happy to talk some college football. Also appreciate the Olivia Rodrigo intro. Yes. You guys just know me too well there. No, I know. it was. Uh, that's why I honestly thought I saw Danny smiling when you were on the phone with him. I thought that you may have requested it, to be honest with you. <laughs> No, I just make people smile, AP. You Look at that. that. Chase Howell, what a guy. But uh, all right, man, it is college football season. And look, this is your season, man. You're a big college sports fan, obviously a CU alum. We'll see what happens with CSU up the road a little bit here. Uh, talk to me about the Buffs, though. Let's start there with your alma mater. Uh, a win total of two and a half, my friend. Not exactly uh sight set high from the sports book perspective. You're obviously Carl Durrell as the head coach. Saw him down at Blake Street Tavern last week. Where is your uh, gut with the CU Buffaloes ahead of this season? It, in a way, it's kind of nice because I really don't have any expectations. Um, I would not be surprised to see them win one or two games. The, the toughest part about this is their non-conference schedule is just incredibly tough. Uh, it's obviously ranked as, I think, one of the top five non-conference schedules um, in college football. You go on the road at Minnesota on the road at Air Force, who is a team that some are picking to win the Mountain West this year, and then this home opener against TCU on Friday. Uh, None of those are going to be easy wins, and then you really don't expect them to pull out three, four wins um, in the conference, especially with how good the Pac-12 South is supposed to be with, obviously, UCLA, USC, and Utah um, all being favorites in that conference. I just think it's going to be really tough um, to try to get to three or four wins, but we've heard Carl Durrell talk um, really all fall camp about how much he loves this team and all the turnover that they've had and that they got um, rid of some of the bad apples and they have tons of leadership on this team. So we really don't know uh, what to expect. It's got to be better than it was last year, but it's such a tough schedule um, to try to get to three, four wins and try to hit that over. Well, you know, Chase, one thing I wanted to ask you too, right? You know, we talk about the, the rivalry between CU, CSU. CSU has a lot of change coming up this year obviously with a brand new head coach in Jay Norvell and he's made some strong impressions and we were out there at Broncos training camp and he was going around making the media rounds and uh, he gave a lot of insight into like what's going on in the program now for you what are some of your expectations that you have for CSU football this year especially from a guy coming over from Nevada and maybe kind of changing the culture of CSU football yeah he really seems like he's the perfect hire and I, I already love what I'm hearing about the culture changes that He's made up there in Fort Collins. Uh, I do think that this year might be pretty tough for them. Uh, they don't have too much experience at quarterback. They have a ton of weapons at wide receiver, um, but I'm really worried about that offensive line. And uh, They just don't have any talent down there until they're able to build that. 
um, with Jay Norvell. I, I just don't see them winning a ton of games. I, I think it'll definitely be an improvement over last year. Um, I think the defense will be solid, but they're going to take a couple years to get the talent in there. Um, I definitely think that they have the coaching staff, though, uh, to end up winning Mountain West championships over the next few years. You know, one thing that stood out to me, too, is kind of locally, they, they have some speedsters at wide receiver. You know, he brought over a couple of receivers from Nevada, but there's also a local product, a, a Cherry Creek grad in Kyle Day, who also could be a guy. He's a speedster there. So uh, I think their estimated win total set at six this year, which I think is uh, you know, a drastic step up. And I think when you look at the comparison of CU, it definitely feels a little different. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I think six is a very fair number for them. Um, I, and I think most CSU fans would probably take a bowl game um, right now if you asked them before the season. So I think six, seven wins um, is probably what they're looking at. But we're going to have to see what they get at quarterback. I think that's going to be the big question mark with this team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Rammies. And our guest is uh, Chase Howell. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Chase Howell double underscore. You can also check out his words online at the Action Network. And obviously, there's always a weird kind of dynamic with CU versus CSU. And I agree with Cody. You know, for the first time, and at least maybe even since I've lived here, it feels like <laughs> CSU is kind of not necessarily the talk of the town, but CU is. You know, where is CU right now? You know, they got uh, they got Darrell out there as the head coach. Obviously, the transfer portal situation uh, over the last season as well. JT Shroud, what is he going to be at quarterback? bouncing back from the injury. I'm just interested in the overall dynamic of college football. Obviously, you've got Air Force in the state as well, UNC among others. I was there at the uh, the luncheon last week at Blake Street Tavern. It just seems like it's uh, in a wide-open year for college football in the state of Colorado as a whole, right? Usually, CU kind of absorbs some of that spotlight, a lot of juice with CSU this year in the head coach, among some of the other schools as well. Right, and we can't forget about Air Force because I, do, I really do think Air Force is probably the best college football team in the state this year. Um, and I would not be surprised to see them win the Mountain West. They return so much from that offense, obviously get their quarterback Daniels back. Um, and, and I really do think they're, they're probably, I would bet, Air Force against CU week two. I don't know if there's a line out there yet, um, but I do think they'll be CU straight up. So we can't stop talking about them. And then just like overall in general, we, we really don't know what we're going to get from Colorado. If you talk to people within the program, um, especially Carl Durrell, they think that they're turning the corner. They think that the culture's changing. Um, but a lot of the people that have watched from the outside, especially last season, kind of think that this is him digging his own grave and this could be his, his last year here. So we really don't know what to expect. And I think with the other two teams, Air Force and CSU, we kind of do know what to expect. CSU's rebuilding. They're on the up upswing, and then Air Force is probably going to be one of the best teams in the Mountain West. Well, you know, you have a respected opinion with this stuff. Where are you on uh, Coach Durrell? Do you think that he is, you know, maybe on his way out the door? Are you a believer in him long term? I and mean, what's what's kind of your temperature as an alum? Yeah, I think um, I'm willing to give him this year to to see if he can prove um, that he can change whatever happened last year. And I do think he made some good coaching hires, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, he got rid of a lot of the of the players that were bad apples inside the program. So I think there are some positive things that he did in the offseason, and I'm willing to give him a chance. But obviously if this year goes how a lot of people think it's going to go, which is probably one or two wins, um, then I'd be, I'd be ready to move on from Darrell and see what they can do. But, you know, it, it's, t- it's a tough job for anybody to take. They're going to have to pour in a lot more resources if they want to consistently go to bowl games and compete for Pac-12 championships. So I'm looking ahead to the schedule, and obviously you're a gambling guy, as am I. I got to ask, man, I'm obviously bullish on Colorado State a little bit. 
Can they keep it within 30 points against Michigan this upcoming weekend? I mean, obviously it's Michigan. They had the big bounce back year last year with Harbaugh, but it feels like that's an organization or a school, I should say, that's always bound for aggression after a good year. I'm not like, you know, the most privy to all these lines, but uh, it was certainly one that jumped out to me. You think CSU can cover a 30-point spread against Michigan in Ann Arbor? Yeah, that's obviously a lot of points. A lot. Uh, and I don't think I'd be I don't think I'd be laying the points with Michigan. I think if I was going to take a side, it would definitely be CSU. Uh, we just don't know what to expect from that offense, and, and it's a good proving ground for the CSU offense whether they can go up against a Michigan team and put up some points. But if they can get to 21, 28 points, then I definitely think that they'd be able to cover the spread. Um, but I just don't know how that offensive line is going to hold up against a, a defensive line like Michigan. And I don't see CSU being able to score more than 14 points or so. And I think that would make it really tough to cover the spread, especially with what Michigan has on offense. And uh, the quarterback situation is obviously really weird with Michigan. Uh, Cade McNamara is supposed to start, and then J.J. McCarthy is going to start game two. Um, and we'll see. Maybe there's a lot of pressure on Cade to perform, and I wouldn't be surprised to see McNamara have a really good game on Saturday. I saw Harbaugh came out and said it was like biblical nature, like the way that he came to his quarterback decision. Can you make sense of that for me a little bit? I can make zero sense of that, AP. You're going to have to ask some <laughs> biblical expert. I know nothing. That, that was like, I just saw the headline on ESPN. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, how do you get <laughs> biblical with your quarterback decision? Weird, weird way to go about it. I don't know. He's a weird guy. He certainly is. So while we're chatting with Chase Howell, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Chase Howell double underscore. You can also read his words online at the Action Network, college football, basketball sharp. Be sure to follow him on social media. Okay, let's transition over to the national circuit here a little bit in college football. We talked about it with Michigan. They had a great year, but the big three at the top, Bama to win the Natty, plus 150, the odds on favorite. Ohio State follow the, uh, follows Bama at plus, uh, plus 275, and then Georgia at plus 375. Are you... In agreement with these odds, you think there's value with any of these three teams, or do you think maybe one of you know maybe a team outside of this big three can uh, make a run for this thing this season? I think it's really a two horse race. Um, I have trouble putting Georgia in with those three t- with in with Alabama and Ohio State. I really do think it's going to be Alabama or Ohio State that ends up winning the national championship. Georgia still has a lot to prove with all that they've lost on defense last year. Um, and obviously we don't have, nobody really has a lot of trust in Stetson Bennett um, and what he's able to do at quarterback, and he lost a couple of his weapons at wide receiver. Obviously they have a ton of five stars, and um, they're probably going to play in the SEC championship game, but I think Alabama and Ohio State are on a completely different level uh, than everybody else in college football, and I really don't see anybody sneaking up in there um, and making a run in national title. they there might be a team that sneaks in the college football playoff like Cincinnati last year, um, but there are two teams in college football that are way better than everybody else. Does Scott Frost make it through the season after that debacle over the weekend? I don't think so. I mean, I would hope so. I, I want to see Scott Frost there forever, um, but I don't think so. Not with how that fan base reacted to the loss. and I, I just think he has no chance of getting out of this season. They would have to win a lot of games and a lot of big games at home. They do get Oklahoma at home, I think, in three weeks, um, which I think will be a huge game for Frost because his buyout gets cut in half on October 1st, and that game is right around October 1st. Mm. So we could be looking at, at the time that he ends up getting fired, especially if they get blown out in that game 
at home, but um, I don't think he makes it through the season. There's no way after the debacle that happened on Saturday. Yeah, what a what a table setter for the college football season, uh, to say the least. All right, one more before we get you out of here, my friend, unless you want to add anything along the way. Uh, has the conference realignment that's going on in college football, has that changed your opinion of this season? Has it had any influence kind of just knowing what's coming on the horizon? The sport as a whole seems to be changing. You also mix in the NIL deals, right? I mean, what's kind of your feel for college football this season, knowing that there could be some substantial changes on the horizon with how the sport works moving forward? Yeah, I guess we got to enjoy it while it's here. I mean, we, we, we're we still going to get, you know, Texas playing in the Big 12, Oklahoma playing in the Big 12, um, which is what we're all comfortable with. So I think we have to enjoy those moments. And then obviously, USC and UCLA could both win the Pac-12 this year, um, but I, you know, you got to take everything day by day with college football. These cha- these things have changed so fast. Um, I had no idea that day that USC and UCLA left for the Big Ten uh, back in July that anything like that was about to happen. So um, I take everything with college football day by day. You never know what's going to happen, and that's kind of the beauty of it. And even with games, I mean, I talked about how there's two teams that are better than everybody else in college football, but you never know what's going to happen. We saw Alabama lose to Texas A&M last year. Um, Alabama or Ohio State could easily lose a game this year, but it looks like they're way better than everybody else. And so in college football, college basketball, you kind of learn to expect the unexpected, and I think that's how I'll look at conference realignment as well. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, keeping tabs on you on social media, reading all the work online at Action Network as well, and uh, betting some college football arm-in-arm, my friend. Thank you so much for a few minutes. Follow him on Twitter, at Chase Howell, double underscore, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy, all right? Appreciate you, AP. Thanks for having me on. There he goes. That's my guy. A lot of great nuggets there. Yeah, he's really good with the college sports, man. I'm serious. If you guys ever need any college sports advice, betting specifically, you got to check out my guy, Chase Howell. Follow him on Twitter, at Chase Howell, double underscore, he does a great job. Uh, we'll do a little Broncos roster construction when we come back. But before we do that, I believe you have some words of wisdom, my friend. Absolutely. Just want to give a special shout out to our friends over there at FanDuel. And FanDuel wants you to be ready for game day when college football kicks off this week for week one of the action. And right now, new customers can get $150 in free bets guaranteed for week one. Just place a $5 bet and you can get $150 in free bets if you win or lose. And you get to bet college football any way you like. So, you know what? I like to bet on the underdog, and there's uh, certain factors that are going to influence this next pick here. I'm going to take Oregon with the upset victory over Georgia this weekend, and here is why. Okay, Georgia last year, they had 15 players on last year's team that were drafted by NFL teams in this year's NFL draft. Not to mention former defensive coordinator Dan Lanning, who is now the head coach of the Oregon Ducks, is heading back home to take on Georgia, and who knows Kirby Smart's offense better than Dan Lanning. I'm going to take Oregon with the plus 570 upset over wow. the Georgia Bulldogs. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. And the app is so easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel app today and sign up with my promo code, Cody, and plays a $5 bet to get $150 in free bets guaranteed to kick off the college football season. Once again, that's promo code Cody. It just tells them thank you that you know for me sending you their way. Check it out. Promo code Cody to, uh, for all, for everyone in Colorado, twenty one and over, and present in Colorado. First online real money wager only ten dollars. First deposit is required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable free. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Bonus issued as non withdrawable free bets that expire fourteen days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700